Good evening, folks. This is Jack from the Series Finale Podcast. The Series Finale Podcast is the only podcast where three Boston comics talk about a show that they've never even seen. I'm Zach. I'm John Paul. And I'm Nasty Jack. Ooh, <laughs> I Nasty Jack, NJ, New Jersey, New Jersey Turnpike. You got to pay the toll to ride old Jackie boy. <laughs> if you're going to A City, all AC, Atlantic City, or all cock. <laughs> Uh, or Asian cock. Or, yeah. Probably St- doesn't apply to you. Stop but. Asian stop Asian hate. Yeah, I would go to Asian cock. Um. <laughs> I don't know if that's the sensitivity that we need right now. I, it's, it yeah, it's, couldn't it, hurt. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I've heard, I've heard Asian American stand-up, or Asian stand-up comics talking about how they should get more. <laughs> Uh, they should get more um, attention from. Sex is healthy. Everybody should have sex. Have it early. Have it often. And uh, yeah. but don't depict it in the media. But sex at any size, not good, in my opinion. No. But <laughs> I just think some should avoid it. Interesting. You don't thoughts? think all people should are entitled? Well, to make love. What about? First of all, no one's entitled to have sex. What about? What about the star of today's show? Monique, a larger woman. You know what's so interesting about that? So this week on that podcast, we're talking about the Parkers, uh, a show on television from some time ago, um, <laughs> but now it's on Netflix. And it used to be on UPN, which is near and dear to my heart because when I was a bodega boy, my father owned a bodega. We would watch UPN on a black and white eight-inch TV. <laughs> was uh, SmackDown on at the time? I don't know. UPN was the only thing that came in. I think I probably saw the Parkers in those days. That's probably sick. Uh, yeah, I thought it was on the part. Uh, I thought it was on UPM, but I did not want to guess. It, it was. I wiki did. I Wikipedia did. <laughs> and uh, but you know what's so interesting? Kind of a is that Michael B. Jordan situation yes. from Lie to Me? Yes, exactly. But I, uh, it's funny that you say, "What about Monique? Can Monique have sex?" I like didn't realize Monique is beautiful, dude. I thought I was about to come out immediately. I thought Monique was gorgeous. I thought she was funny. <laughs> I thought the show was great. Yeah, Monique is she's a beauty. Yeah, I was. I'm, I think she's a beautiful, beautiful woman. I think. Do you I, guys think you're gonna crank it to Monique? No, but I would. <laughs> I would definitely marry Monique. Okay. I was. I think it's interesting. Like growing up, I definitely. This is gonna sound bad, but I think I just like equated overweight to ugly. Mm-hmm. And so you just assume <laughs> that all celebrities who are overweight are ugly. Mm-hmm. But then as you get older, you actually look at the person and you're like, oh, Monique's like Monique is beautiful. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. So I was like surprised because I was just assuming you just think like, oh, she's an overweight comedian. She's just like going to be funny. And Kevin James, a female Kevin James. She's oh. a female <laughs> Kevin James. But, but Kevin James is hot. A lot of people talk about Kevin James as a very beautiful man a lot yeah. of people have a crush on Kevin and James. i think monique is monique is my kevin james i would agree That's with you <laughs> totally true yeah <laughs> both very funny comics both known for their incredible sitcom personas mm-hmm. both went to high school with pro wrestler mick foley 
had, and had <laughs> sex with him. <laughs> Wait, is Monique? There's, so Monique's had a couple different shows because she had a show called Monique, I think. You know, maybe I don't know. The Parkers is a spinoff of Moesha. Oh, okay. Mo- Monique, I don't think, from what I read, was a main character in Moesha. I think she she became like a a, a recurring role in later seasons, mm-hmm. and then she got her own show as Nikki Parker, and I thought it was pretty good. And Nikki Parker is a woman who is going back to school at a later stage in her life, which is always a move that I yeah. really respect because I think that sounds terrifying to do to me yeah do you think you would enjoy it i think it would freak me out so bad to go back to school to be like among <laughs> like <laughs> you would look hilarious yeah to be what if i was like going back to college you know i'm 40 years old i have this ponytail this body type they would just I, assume that you're coming back to the library to download porn <laughs> <laughs> John Paul, please. We told you. <laughs> let me tell you something, John Paul. If you think it would be good, you should do it, and you shouldn't let fear out because traditional age college students is considered 18 to 24. More than 50% of people currently enrolled in a bachelor's program are not traditional age students. Well, They're I want Israeli GIs <laughs> coming after from fighting in war at age 26 to learn. Well, when I, if, if a college admissions person told me that i would say no i only want to go with the hotties 18 to 22 only <laughs> that's all i'm interested in i'm I could, i'm going to college to be a predatory force <laughs> i could uh doctor some photos of you on the crew team in high school <laughs> trying to get you some scholarships <laughs> at usc or your backyard wrestling we could that could be your whole essay that would be pretty Can good we talk about that a little bit i we came into the information that John Paul was a kind of a, notor- a notorious, notorious Cree. a notorious backyard wrestler when he was a younger man. Pretty good. So much so that his parents would go to like the local store and kids would come up and say, you're John Paul Rivera's parents. He did great at the match. <laughs> I did backyard wrestling when I was in high school and we drew a crowd of like over 100 people. Really? Once. Yeah, it was fun. That's sick. How did people find out about it? Was it all kids from school? You Dude. know there were a couple guys <laughs> in their 30s. <laughs> it was on a trampoline and it was at this guy's house. His name was Robbie and his mom was um she was a drinker and uh, <laughs> always is. She kind of is she's still alive. I'm trying to get a Oh. It was this kid's house? <laughs> no, no, it's not that. It's oh. it's a different person, but they oh, are. Okay. But okay. they, okay. but they're. Well, the, that's sad. Rest in peace. He killed two moms. No, <laughs> God, no. We'll take this part out. We'll see. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so that she just kind of let us like do whatever we wanted. We got a little wild. We definitely did some. You know, we had some tables and we set them on fire. Were we did you some, a heel or a face. Oh, definitely, you got to go heel. It's more fun to like be the bad guy. What, what was, was your name? Um, I was uh, Big J. Dude, that's <laughs> sick. Did you have fingerless gloves that just roast people? <laughs> yeah, I did. I had fingerless gloves and I would tell stories. <laughs> Dude, what were you? What was your biggest match you were ever involved in? I um, I you, you must I, have some stories though. I can't. You know what? I don't really remember it that Concussed. well. Yeah, I t- took a lot of head, <laughs> took a lot of chair shots to the head, but it was just a fun thing to do in high school. We called it wrestling for pussies. That's sick. Because we wanted to be like not tough. And did you ever consider getting involved in the indie wrestling circuit when you moved here? Because there is one up in Malden at the Irish American <laughs> Club, right? No, I, once I saw like what you have to actually do, like get in shape, I was like, forget it, I'm out. 
But you kind of don't. I mean, they kind of accept all styles. That's true. You, but I think like you know what what I would be going for. I would need to be fucking jacked. <laughs> I would I would want like sort of a Gary Peterson body to piss you off, Jack. Gary Peterson has a very nice body, and it is strange to me, and uh, <laughs> I hate I hate it. <laughs> Shout out to comedian Gary Peterson. Yep. Go check out his sexiest stuff. body in the city. <laughs> Did you um did you ever throw somebody through a table? Yes. We did that. That's we did funny. all that stuff. It was fun. And it was uh, it was just I I mean, I can't believe what they let us do at that house. It was crazy. So there were strangers who were showing up like it was an event. Did you collect yes. tickets? Big J. Big J was on the main stage. I don't know. I don't really think we took money in. Was there a poster like on signposts and stuff? I don't know how we did it. But I mean, did it was just wear- like it was just a fun place to hang out, you know. What did you wear? Uh, and you weren't even drinking at the time. No, I would it's, never drink. It's so interesting. I, for a while, I would do like a religious heel character. Really? Who was, like, who was a lot like Zach, you know? <laughs> he was like, I would wear a white robe and I would tell everyone that like drugs and alcohol were horrible <laughs> and everyone would boo me because they're like, that's stupid because they're fun. Was Heather Locklear ever there <laughs> in the crowd? <laughs> no, I would have been sick though. Heather is a... Big J from the top rope. Heather is a family friend and so hopefully we'll reconnect one day. Maybe when I'm back, when it, maybe when I'm back in college, we'll take the same class. <laughs> That'd be that's a sitcom. You know what would be a good sitcom is a guy in his forties getting back in the the, back the wrestling. wrestling. Yeah, that's true. Well, they actually kind of um, the 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 actor um, David Arquette. You remember David Arquette? Yeah, he like did like a pro wrestling movie. I've he, seen it multiple yeah, times. Yeah, and he he made like a documentary like last year about trying to get back into pro wrestling at like age fifty. <laughs> That's fun, but he doesn't need to like get back into it. He's just famous. He could just show up and do a spot at Raw. Yeah, but I think he like really like tried. I guess I don't know. I, I haven't seen the documentary. It definitely would seem that like his divorce from Courtney is causing a spiral. But maybe that's not the case. That's a good point. Once you get divorced it, it, and then you decide to revamp your wrestling career at 50 i mean think that's alarms are being sounded <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're not you don't have you don't have the big acting roles although they are making uh they already i think it's already shot they're making another scream movie and maybe isn't that because david arquette was in scream that's not i don't either. know david arquette personally or professionally you know david arquette <laughs> no he was in the Scream movies. I don't know what else. I he know was in That's a Big Fucking Spider or something like that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they sound like direct to DVD, <laughs> you know? He's from a very famous family, though. Yeah. The Arquette family is like... I know David Archuleta, who came in like six on one season of American Idol. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right? He's kind of famous, David Archuleta. Yeah. Um, hey, if you're not on the mic, producer, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Keep your freaking comments to yourself. Uh, Patricia Arquette. No, the one from Wedding Singer. Who's the Wedding Singer? That's Patricia Arquette. Arquette. Uh, Right? Is it? Yeah, the trans woman's Patricia Arquette, I believe. Oh. Wow. She passed away recently, and that was sad. Patricia? Yeah. Rest in peace. R.I.P. Rest in Patricia. R.I.P. to a real one. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I would be freaked out about going back to college. But do you want to? Do you wish you had the credential? Um, I mean, I can't think of anything I would want to study. So, no, it doesn't sound like you sound freaked out, but also uninterested. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> These are some of the things that have kept me away. But Monique um, was not. She was full force on, ready to roll through her studies. And well, she apparently had a big time attraction to her professor. Yeah. Big time. Who I love. They keep referring to him as the professor. Yeah, they have like a very weird business-like way of referring to each other as the professor and Miss Parker. Miss Parker. And... um. And it looks like the entire show, they sort of had the will they, won't they. Like I a mean, Sam and Diane. Well, yeah. to me on the show, it looked a lot like it was more of like a Stephen Urkel, Laura situation. But reverse. Yeah, Monique. Monique is like pursuing the professor. And the professor is constantly being like, you nasty. Get away from me. You disgust me. <laughs> and it appears for, to me from the clips, like that's been this, their dynamic the entire show. But only now. In the final episode of the show, when Monique is getting married, does the professor suddenly snap and come to the realization that he loves her? So it's not going to last because the professor doesn't want her. He just doesn't want anyone else to have her. That's very true. I could see that being true. So the professor, I don't like what he did here. I don't think it was a good move. But it is cost effective. He was able to interrupt the wedding and then also (laughs) just get married there. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I've actually had a moment where I sort of um, uh, I've seen one of somebody I love get married and had to sort of figure you had, out how to stop it. Are you it. serious? Yeah. For real? You yeah. That's happened to you just like in the show? That happened to me too. Yeah. Um, I had been in love with a stripper named Juicy Jasmine for many years. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> then my life was turned upside down on a two-for-one crab legs night at the Gentleman's Club. Juicy Ju- Juicy Jasmine came into the room and was beaming. She had a large diamond on her finger. My jaw dropped. The crab leg fell out of my mouth. <laughs> I had been coming to the Tasty Box for 15 years. <laughs> oh, God. I had watched her start on amateur night, uh, work her way up to lead dancer, enroll in community college, drop out of community college, <laughs> get addicted to drugs, and continue to be. <laughs> I was working up the courage finally to ask her out, and, and Jasmine told me she was getting married, and she wanted me to walk her down the aisle. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You had a real close relationship. Oh, yeah. On the day of the wedding, I met her husband. He popped wow. out of the closet and started yelling, Flavor Flav. <laughs> I asked. I wonder who it was. I asked, are you Flavor Flav? <laughs> and he said, yes. <laughs> and he thanked me. <laughs> He thanked me for being part of this special day. He said, Jasmine speaks extremely high of you, and it's an honor to meet you. He then left the room yelling, Flavor Flav, (laughs) while dragging his clock necklace behind him. (laughs) The wedding began, and as I started to walk down the aisle, I stopped and said, I can't do this, and went to kiss Jasmine. But as I leaned, leaned in, she backed up. And out of nowhere, New York from season four, oh. season one of Flavor of Love, New York. sprinted up the aisle and drop kicked her. Flavor Flav began to scream, Flavor Flav, and New York tackled him <laughs> and kissed him. As me, her Jasmine, <laughs> there, Jasmine was now in a vegetative state, and I was her primary caretaker. Oh, no. Love wins. Wow. Damn. <laughs> so you, you let her stay in that state? You didn't pull the plug? You I, let her, you let her linger? I, not at all. Look at how good Shivo's doing. Terry Shivo. <laughs> she's she's doing great. And Jasmine has just as much as chance. I had a kind of similar situation, but it wasn't for personal reasons that I was going to interrupt the wedding. It was professional reasons. Hmm. Interesting. I was the North Shore's finest warrant server. I had to serve warrants. I would do it anywhere 
any time. I got a warrant that I had to serve for a man who had been illegally pirating film and television for many years. No. We got the hot tip from a local Burger King no. manager <laughs> who found out that his Wi-Fi had gotten uh, mal- mal- malware <laughs> after someone kept using LimeWire repeatedly. <laughs> I was let tipped off that there would be a wedding at the Irish American Club in Malden, Massachusetts. <laughs> between two members of Massachusetts royalty. The wedding had a fancy name. It was called Two Johns in the Throne Makes Three. (laughs) (laughs) The two men, John Cena and John Paul Rivera, had converted the Irish American Club into a public restroom in homage to John Paul's band life. They were to be married on top of a throne, the toilet at the center of the club. I walked in and said I had a warrant to serve. Oh, bad taste. As I approached approached one of the grooms, John Paul Rivera, and told him about piracy, I also looked for John Cena, but suddenly I couldn't see him. I looked around. I also couldn't see John Paul. Things were empty. It was just me, a priest in a large crowd, including one of John Paul's uncles who was wearing nothing but a windbreaker. All of a sudden, I was hit from above as an attitude adjustment took me down to the floor. I couldn't see anything. My vision was obscured by jean shorts. And all of a sudden, as I heard, the warrant man has been compromised to a permanent degree, <laughs> and my life faded to black. Wow. Yeah, John Cena killed you for trying to stop the Did, wedding. So John Cena hit you with attitude adjustment, or are you sure it wasn't Big Jet? No, nobody <laughs> can really be sure. Yeah. <sighs> well, that's an interesting story, because I have something sort of similar. <laughs> you two are crazy. Uh, <laughs> John Cena and Nikki Bella... <laughs> Had my blessing to get married. John, Nikki, <laughs> Nikki and Bella had got my blessing after Nikki and her twin sister Bree had beat me in a wrestling match. But in March of 2020, I got wind that Nikki Bella and John Cena had broken up and that now John Cena was dating a new woman, Shay Shariazada. That's her name. Uh, I, this made me furious because I felt like I owned John because of our past relationships and I was a bit of an Islamophobe, so I hated the idea of hustle, loyalty, respect, marrying someone with Sharia in their name. <laughs> so I began a campaign of intense stalking. When John, and Sh- when John and Shay went out to the mini golf, I was there. When they went wakeboarding on Lake Tahoe, I was following them on a stealth jet ski. When they went to an adult movie theater together, I was there. When she started beating him off, I called the cops, hoping to put John in a Fred Willard-type situation. But the cops didn't do anything. They let him go. A-cab. All cops are bastards. In October of 2020, I was listening to them in bed together and beating off just because I was bored when I heard them say they were going to a local attorney to get married. I drove to the attorney's office and forced my way into into the building with a gun, and I kicked down the door and I screamed, I object. Everyone was shocked as they held them at gunpoint and delivered this impassioned speech. John, I know our past has been complex. You saved me from bullies and then started having sex with me in high school before I left you for other wrestlers I considered hotter. You got me pregnant when Lee Wei couldn't and then beat me and my poly partners when you thought you were going to get milked for child support. Our romantic and sexual past is so intense that I know you can't share this with I know you can't share this with anyone else. Don't marry her, John. Marry me. John told me that he appreciated my hustle and my loyalty, <laughs> but that I was lacking in respect. Oh. And that when it came to our future, 
He couldn't see one. I had forgot that we were in Florida, where everyone is heavily armed and standing their ground, and John's attorney shot me, severing my spinal column just as the police barged in. Now I am housed in the Denver Supermax facility, and I have a book club with Joe Carzonayev and El Chapo. This month we are reading Angels and Demons by Dan Brown. <laughs> so I'm, I'm move another John Cena. Have you been reading Dan Brown recently? No, I've just been thinking like what's like a sort of hacky book to read. Angels and Demons. Have you been reading Dan Brown? I have Jenny, not. You've been doing a lot of reading. I've been reading... Um, I just finished Jaws, which was good, and now I'm reading... Uh, when you open the book, does it go... Dun, dun? <laughs> it's not a card. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, now I'm reading a book that... Zach, you're, you're going to love it. It's so Is the book, the does, book... Does the book Jaws... Yeah. The, in the book Jaws, do you get to like see it from the perspective of the shark do they ever go is there like is it like game of thrones where there's like a chapter from the human perspective and then a chapter from the shark perspective no i mean wasn't that moby dick uh Didn't moby dick wasn't it about the whale the well the moby dick is about is about hunting the whale but we never hear from the whale that's why i'm hoping jaws is different how would, that would be hear an interesting from the whale? <laughs> <laughs> like, what, <laughs> what's gonna be on the shark's mind <laughs> You that's want an anthropomorphic shark? No, I, that's what shark? I just want to know. Why don't we get, get the shark side of the story? Yeah, the shark in Jaws, they do have a chapter, and he's like, get these motherfucking people out of my motherfucking ocean. <laughs> <laughs> ah, so he's like a UPN shark. <laughs> I was thinking, what's the snakes on a plane? Sna- yeah, yeah. Samuel, Samuel Shark. Samuel L. Jackson. The best is the uh, the TBS TV edit. I think it's get these Monday through Friday snakes off my <laughs> uh, monkey fighting plane. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's that's wild. Why would you ever put that movie on TV? That's a classic. <laughs> we haven't had one of those in a long time. Well, they're hard to do on the three-way show. It's going to mix well with the heat. <laughs> It is a little hot out, the podcast listeners. So I mean, it's been probably a. Y- it can Sorry. we get a? Can we get an opinion from Chow Pink? <laughs> oh, so stinky, dude. dude. Chow Pink is retired. Chow Pink's an old character of mine. I used to do, but um, oh, it does smell bad. Um, I'm sorry about that. But yeah, I believe he was sort of use his position was usurped <laughs> by a different uh, a different Asian cop. Oh, Johnny! No. John- <laughs> No. <laughs> He's very retired. <laughs> I won't even let that character come around me. He's not even allowed in my home. Dude, I was going to say, Jack. I forgot when, about those guys. When you were, uh, when you were doing Flavor Flav, it sounded a little Ricky Ray Rector-esque. Yeah, Ricky Ray can stick around, but my other old characters, they're done for good. You know, they, they're, they're retired. We keep Ricky Ray's, like, story alive. We're the only people in Hollywood that talk about Ricky Ray. <laughs> We are the only media outlet that that is saying to Bill Clinton, like, yes, you sexually assaulted women. Yes, you used your position appropriately. But maybe you shouldn't have executed this retarded Mm -hmm. guy. Think about that. (laughs) Have you considered that? Yeah. They shouldn't have executed him. I don't even think he was executed. I think Hillary gave him an MR-15 and brought him over to Benghazi. <laughs> I think Ricky Ray was in Benghazi. <laughs> <laughs> she was creating super soldiers. Super soldiers. <laughs> I think that maybe this that whole thing is what, like, I think that every time Bill Clinton goes to eat a steak, 
he has like a flashback to watching the execution. Well, and he's he can't vegan. Do it. That's why he doesn't yeah. eat the steak. Yeah, yeah he's, he was going to eat it, but then he thinks back to the execution and he can't do it. Damn, dude. That was sad. Why did he do that? He well, had seen sh- tough on crime. And he shot a cop and killed him, I guess. Bill Clinton crime, Bill. But still not cool. Not cool, Bill. No, the death penalty is not cool. I'm not into it. Um, what if it was the death penalty? And wow, just that thing finally made its way over to me. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's a little spicy on that. The death penalty where they just make you deaf, that yeah. would kind of suck too. It would definitely it would result in you talking a little bit like Ricky Ray Rector, ironically. <laughs> <laughs> what about the the Def Jam penalty? Ooh, you that would be a little flavor flavor. <laughs> yes, dude. <coughs> so speaking of Def Jam, we're talking about Monique, and Monique, I think, got her start on Def Jam comedy. You might want to fact check that. No, no, no. I don't know if she got her start there, but I, I've seen clips of her from on Def Jam for sure. So I'm guaranteeing. <laughs> you want a fact check? I'm guaranteeing. We can check it right now. You can check my creds, bro. I'll check you. I'll check my creds. Check your privilege while I check your sources. <laughs> well, while you guys are looking up who, if Monique was indeed a comedian on Def Jam, maybe you can listen to this brief clip from the show where the professor busts in and declares his love for, for Monique very rudely when she's getting married to someone else. It's the dream to see somebody do this. First of all, I just want to say that. Oh, like, to, every, to object at the wedding? Every wedding I've ever been to, you're, you've got your fingers crossed. You're hoping. <laughs> no way. Really? You would like to see that? Uh, it would ruin the buffet. You wouldn't want it at your wedding. No. But you would definitely want to be at a wedding where it happened. Monique. I see Monique Queens of Comedy. I don't see a Def Jam set. Def Jam Comedy Season 4. Episode okay, okay, 1. Okay. Monique. You're right. You're right. That might be a different Monique, though. Yeah, there's a different Monique. Ty no, no, Monique, no. The right? Monique Amis, Mo, which is Monique. So, yep, we're good. She was on an episode with Mistro Clark, Maestro Clark, Paul Mooney, and George Rogers. Damn, good. R.I.P. So, Paul Mooney. Yeah, R.I.P. Paul Mooney. Um, but, yeah, I, I think you do, like, especially if it's, like, a tangential relationship, that, or, like, if, if it's your fiance's friends. If you're a guest. <laughs> yeah, if you're a guest, I mean, it'd be kind of great. It'd be hilarious because, like, you could just imagine the cracks you could make. You could crack wise after. It's so here's, good. Here's what I would want. I mean, this is what dream is like. You see somebody who's like really like I object, and it's like this big drama moment. What I don't want to see is someone who's like I object, but it's a joke. That I hate. Oh, not into ham. that at all. A self-centered yeah. drunk ham. Yeah, that's that. I'm not a fan of. Yeah. Like, I object because uh, I want to do marry her. I think like, right now in post-pandemic America, where people like there's such a rage boiling in so many people <laughs> for like myriad reasons. <laughs> I do believe if an ex-boyfriend came to interrupt a, a wedding like this, it would end in violence. Not necessarily from the bride, not necessarily from the groom, but like from the groom's like uncle or like second cousin would. Yeah. Pound, I Who's think looking for a reason. I to think it would somebody. end in a, a, a really violent fight. Yeah. No matter who, you know what I mean? Yeah. You could have a bunch of software engineers at Facebook. If some punk tried to pull that, I think someone would be beating them up. Hmm. I don't know. I don't think violence is up. I think anger is up. I think people, uh, I think a lot of people have the attitude, I wish uh, MF or would. You know what I mean? <laughs> I fuck around fuck and find out. Yeah, yeah. so may- maybe a lot of people it's are, on s- site. are such like internet addicts and they're so depressed they wouldn't be able to get out of the pew. Or, or they, they'd be like, oh, I don't want to leave the house. I'll just Zoom the wedding. But then they'd tweet angrily about it, you know? 
But yeah. I don't know that you're right. Maybe people aren't I don't motivated people are enough to get violent. This fight. I think the thing that would it would suck. It's only. I mean, it'd be great to watch as an outsider, but. If it, if the woman at the altar decides, you know what, you're right, I'm going with that guy, then that's kind of a happy ending. Even though for the other guy, it's bad. It's still sure, like, sure. But yeah, like the, in that clip, like you know, this guy Johnny, he's like clearly devoted to Monique. He loves her, but then Monique is just like, yeah, I'm not. This guy's my soulmate, so just yeah. fuck off. And, but he's kind of cool with it. He just says, I'm not paying for it. Yeah, he's got a hilarious yeah. line. And then he, but if you. I think it would be very hard to watch the opposite of the woman be like, "I'm we're continuing the wedding and you need to leave," and then you just have to watch this like sad person like walk back outside the church, you know? Oh, after they failed in their big so romantic you want, mission. You want to see the revolution succeed. You don't want to see a failed revolution, dude. I mean, you at DC this this January, I was out there going, "Let's go, boys!" <laughs> <laughs> I love a revolution. <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> AOC, she's there. I was pointing. Yeah, you're like, there, she's right down that hole. <laughs> so you think this would be exciting to see? I mean, it would be wild. It would be a great story. It would be a fantastic a great story, story to tell. And and I do think like you could really make some funny jokes when you're after when because like they would still serve the food. Yeah. Well, that's what you hope, right? Yeah, if, yeah. If they just continue the party, you know, and people are funny. If the party laughing. didn't happen, that would be a bummer. It would be a bummer because you're dressed to the nines. You know, you got your best tracksuit on. You know, you, your only place you can't go to Applebee's dressed like that. You know, I need to have that VFW buffet. Yes. This is uh this is a BuzzFeed article gathered from some Reddit comments about people who have been at weddings where someone has objected and Ooh. some of the reasons they come up with. All right, so this is one. The groom's dad interrupted the wedding to ask the bride's father whether or not she was truly a virgin. Whoa. That's kind of rude. What <laughs> what community is that in? Uh, uh, Baton Rouge? No, I mean, like, what, Reddit community? Or? No, what, like, <laughs> community of people did that happen? Uh, it's it's a very short thing, comment, oh. so I don't know. Um, <laughs> That's hilarious. I hope they don't do that on mine. <laughs> so this is... <laughs> This is another story. Uh, when they asked who, obje- who objects, the groom himself stood up there and started crying and in front of everyone told the bride that he had fallen out of love with her a while back but hadn't known how to break it off. What a savage. They both <laughs> stepped out and then 10 minutes later came, out, came back out and got married because she'd apparently told him she was pregnant. That's sick. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Now that's the story. <laughs> so she's he's like, I'm not in love with you. We're gonna break up, and then she's to like, To be I'm honest, that's a happy ending, right? Because he would have <laughs> been if he didn't know and he never said that, he would have felt like, what if he got it all out there? He found out the situation had changed. It, he, he can't get out, so he's back yeah. in. It, but he put it all out there, and it was wicked rude, <laughs> and it was terrible. But he's good. I don't know how to break it up. I can just, I only can't thing I can do is wait Publicly for all of our family to be there. <laughs> <laughs> one, one last one. One of my friends interrupted his cousin's wedding to come out of the closet. Oh. <laughs> he couldn't understand why people were so pissed at him. What? <laughs> he probably got caught up, right? And thought this celebration was a celebration of love in general. Not like specifically <laughs> these two people. And he's like, this would be great for me to bring up. So this would annoy you if someone did it your one? <laughs> Do you have a plan, John Paul? <laughs> John Paul is going to... You know what, John Paul? If you've decided to move into an apartment and you want to break the news at the wedding, <laughs> we'll gladly accept it. I will never <laughs> be one of those uh, foundationers. <laughs> I'm a wheeler for life. 
I object. I'm moving into a two-story. <laughs> um, wh- why don't we do a meme minute? Yeah, a meme right. minute for the Parkers. The Parkers. Let's see here. Um, this is going to be a tough one. The heat is really going to affect our meme minutes because our meme minutes have been being affected just by our brains recently. Yeah. And the heat could really. I know. I just have Joe Biden and the F-150 on my mind <laughs> trying to shoe, <laughs> shoehorn it and everything. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's uh, not, and okay. It's I got to lay up here. Monique, get, uh, Monique on the altar getting married to the professor. Who's the best man? Bernie and his mittens. There we go. <laughs> AOC in the SUV, rock driving. AOC, so cool of you to come drive to ride with me while we watch the Parkers on our in SUV video system. AOC, uh, yeah, but I'm kind of disappointed. I thought this was a show about valets. That's good. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> The professor running down the street sweating, trying to get to the wedding mm-hmm. in, in quickly, right? Uh, then Joe Biden pulls up in the F-150 oh. Lightning. Get in. This sucker flies. <laughs> all of a sudden, they're driving down the street. All of a sudden, gridlock traffic. traffic. Joe gets a call from R. Kelly. The Whoa. original meme. What's all this traffic about? Oh, no. Bob Kraft. <laughs> He's driving a tractor trailer full of trafficked um, sex workers. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's holding up the traffic. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, I've got one. The, the little, the happy airplane flying away from the explosions of in the background. Yes. Right? The, the happy pl- airplane is your gay cousin coming out at your sister's <laughs> wedding. <laughs> that is good. <laughs> That is good. Um, uh, that was, those were good memes. <laughs> yeah, those were good memes. <laughs> yeah, the meme minute doesn't always have to be a third of the show, so <laughs> we'll be okay. What about Juicy Hands? It's Monique. <laughs> that, I don't know about that one. Edit that one out. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Monique filed a lawsuit against Netflix. I I, I wanted to bring it up. Uh, Monique was offered five hundred thousand dollars for her special. She alleged racial discrimination and gender discrimination that men of all races and uh, white women were receiving higher offers. Yes, she found it insulting, and a lot of people mocked Monique. They said, "This Monique, is true. You're I, not worth it." Yeah. I want to say we stand with Monique. As comedians, we always stand with comedians. There's no reason to take the side of Netflix. Yeah, they, we stand with Tony Hinchcliffe. I, I'm not sure if this was settled outside of court, but uh, the the Netflix tried to have it dismissed, and a federal judge ruled there is enough here to move forward. There's enough here to move forward. Yeah. So let the courts handle it, but we stand with Monique. We always stand with labor trying to get more money. Yeah. Monique's funny, and she's beautiful. I'd give her more money than that you know i don't know how they come up with the n- numbers but i wonder who the white comedian white female comics that got more money than amy that. schumer comp- amy schumer got a low ball offer she was very upset yeah and then she ended up with like 13 million wow. wanda yeah. sykes said came to monique's defense and said like yeah they give me 250 you know this is i was way lowballed and there were there were people who wouldn't even do it yeah it's not netflix it's netflix Nick's fix up the the practices and give these black women the money they deserve. What about it's net fucks and they fuck you over? That's true. Nut fucks. 
They fuck you with their nuts. Yeah, and they fucked me over this month because I I signed up to wa- I signed up because I had to fucking watch the Parkers. Yeah, but you free trial there, right? No, I fucking paid for the first month. I'm gonna cancel. You asked for my sister's password. I didn't. It didn't, it didn't work. It didn't work. It didn't yeah. work. Oh, you guys didn't tell me that. Yeah, it would be a dick move to be like. Uh, it didn't work. <laughs> uh, well, feel free at the wedding to call her out. <laughs> <laughs> to object and stand yeah. up and be like, I want everyone to know that the networks, the Netflix password I requested, uh, it did not work. <laughs> and I am expecting eight ninety nine refunded into my credit account. So how do you feel today. now that you're a Netflix guy? Do you feel a little excited? There's a couple of shows I could watch. I watched, I, I watched the first like five episodes of The Haunting of Hill House. And the first episode is very good and very scary. We should do it sometimes. Uh. You guys would get... There's a scene in there that is chillingly scary. You guys should definitely Ooh. watch it. Spooky. I'm a big... like I like horror cinema and film. And there's a scene in the first episode that is uh, very good. Chef's Kiss? <laughs> uh, ghost Kiss. It's, it's so good it would be like reading Jaws from the shark's perspective. <laughs> <laughs> this, it, would be, this, it would be like this. It would be like... Um, Swim, swim, swim. Food, food, food. <laughs> <laughs> it would be like tank, tank, tank. I, I exploded. That's such a good idea to do like redo books and do chapters of just like from the villain's perspective. And then when it's inanimate objects, that's so funny. You see 15 pages of swim, 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 breathe, breathe, breathe. Shark, shark, shark. <laughs> like, uh, I love that idea. It's a good idea. Yeah. Once once Jaws lapses into the public domain in seventy years, we can do that for <laughs> for monetary gain. That guy made more books. Like the, the list of books that he created is on the back, and it's like hilarious. He just tried to capitalize on like f- scary sea monster. And books. it never worked. It's like yeah, it's literally like the big octopus. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, that reminds me of like, for instance, um. Michael Crichton created Jurassic Park, which was an absolute smash hit success. Everybody loved it. And then the next big film they adapted was Congo. Congo was sick. Which was about, like, intelligent apes that get slaughtered by laser guns, which they reference on King of the Hill, if you remember. I haven't seen that part. It went over my head, Oh, you know what? There's there's an episode where... Uh, Peggy befriends a sex worker. Have you seen this episode yet? Yeah, and Hank inadvertently becomes a pimp. Yes, in that's th- one of my favorite episodes. In that in that episode, she like to class the sex worker up. She like lends her a book to read, and yes. the book is Congo. And she goes at one point. I just got to the part where they're using the laser guns on the monkeys. <laughs> this is an actual considered title for the novel Jaws. This is the guy's dad r- r- said that he should name the book. What's that notion on my leg? No way. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> what? What's that notion on my leg? It sounds like it's like a British crime. It sounds like a British gangster film. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. But he kind of, he failed. Pretty much everything else he did was bad. Is the movie, how is it compared to the movie, reading the book? Well, it's so interesting. There's like a because the classic movies to go. Oh, the book was better. No, the Jaws the movie is better, but it is not a bad book. Um, but there is like a rape scene, which is what? Weird. Yeah, that's and not in the movie. Right? It's not a rape scene. It's it's not a rape scene. It's just a woman. She's like, it's just random because if you watch the movie, you're like, they're all. It's just about the shark. This has like a little bit of a mob thing in it, and it has a woman. It has an affair. Sounds like it's for Zach. Yeah, I might read it. Now. <laughs> you said mob. I'm perked read, up. You would read this quick. Is the shark mobbed up in the book? 
Is the shark part? <laughs> is the shark one of the five families? The reason there was so many chumps, the shark didn't get the memo. This was a no work, not just a no show. <laughs> he thought he had to do something crazy. Well, the, the affair scene. There's an affair, and the, the the guy's like, "So what do you like sexually?" And out of nowhere, the woman's like, "You know, like typical stuff, like rape." <laughs> what? Like, yeah, dude, it's fucking like, oh, dude. So she's into like that yeah, role play or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. That's it's, a bizarre thing to put in the book. Y- you could tell it's like you, you shouldn't have wrote that. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes like you're watching a piece of media and like you're like, I think I know why you put this in here. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. when like when you're watching um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and the woman puts her feet up on the dashboard for like eight minutes straight, <laughs> and you're like, I get it. Yeah. I think I get it. I just all I hear right now is kink shaming. <laughs> <laughs> I think if you're going to put your kinks into your art, you should try to do it in a way that's more Kink subtle. should be in art and it should be in pride. Kink all day. Oh, that's the big that's a big contra that comes up every month, every year when pride rolls around, like should there be kink stuff at pride? Dude, there should just be a family-friendly parade and then I a, think we are non. the people to discuss it. John Paul, what do you <laughs> think about kink at Hispanic Heritage Month? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's absolutely. People need to remember that the Kingsters were the first to accept Hispanics, and so mm-hmm. that's why we need to honor the heritage. And that is why when I go to those parades, I'm wearing a thong and a bandolier <laughs> and a sombrero, and that is it. <laughs> and that's why I never smile, because <laughs> we never did. Notorious. The Puerto crazy. Rican Day Parade is probably coming up. Maybe I'll make my first ever tweet that's uh, no kink at the Puerto Rican Day Parade. That might <laughs> kill. It could. Probably, uh, you know, flounder and uh, anonymity. There'd be no way. Yeah. Um, all right. Why don't we do a Deepak Chopra? Yeah, something that we liked about the Parkers. The show's funny. I mean, my Deepak Chopra moment is the show is genuinely funny. It's good, uh, good physical gags. The cast seems to genuinely enjoy each other, which is, uh, which is nice. I liked w- when the groom lets him take the ring. He gives That was ring. a very big moment. Like and it was funny. He was like ah. a like a like a show's big character more than the the professor. I feel like the professor yeah. has no scruples. <laughs> he should have an IRB, an institutional review board, look over his <laughs> ethics and research because That's, I don't trust this man. Yeah, he's marrying his former student. He's interrupted her wedding, and then the the bro- the groom who's been totally effed over. He's very big natured about, it, and he just says, "You know, go ahead, take the ring." I guess. Yeah. It says, "Take this cock." <laughs> my Deepak Chopra moment was uh, it was a little bit of a time capsule when one of the characters comes into the wedding she's like I'm in the hizzle for shizzle oh, and it yeah. was fun to hear old like I guess not like actual AAVE but like what you know TV execs thought it was or whatever mm, yeah well, so it was fun she, it was I also interesting sh- to see Aquafina's first big drill that's yes <laughs> that it was you know stop Asian hate Aquafina right. It, it wasn't Aquafina, but it, this has always been a thing, I think. Like, there was a character who was used for comedic relief. The joke of the character was this is an Asian woman who speaks in AAVE. Yeah. yeah. What that does AAVE stand for? African American Vernacular English. Oh. Some people used to call it Ebonics, right? right and right. some people refer to proper English, not proper English. It's all proper English. It's different ways of speaking. There's cash English, which you speak at the office, there's AAVE, there's IA. V-E, Gabagool, Prosciutto, Italian-American, <laughs> vernacular, English, forget about it, you know. those Wonder Bread Womp? Yeah, yeah, you know. 
So there's all types of yeah. BEs. And there's also there's one woman who's like gotten pregnant and she's like, so what? She's just yelling at people. So what? I'm pregnant and I don't know the father or something. <laughs> no, she does know the father. It's a gay guy. That's yeah. the oh, big thing. That's what? why she's so embarrassed. Fabulous Freddy. Yeah, fa- she and Fabulous Freddy were like both vulnerable. She said they both like had a bad night and they ended up in each other's arms and then she ended up pregnant. Wow. Yeah. Good for her though. That's gonna be a fine and he was Yeah, not, that does seems like no harm, no foul. He was not used to pulling out. Robert De Niro's <laughs> dad was gay. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's a fact. How Damn. do you know? Everybody knows. It's on his Wikipedia. Many people know this. <laughs> <laughs> this was not just something that they would tell, yell at Robert De Niro no, in the neighborhood and it I stuck. I don't know. I hey, your De dad's De a homo. De, De Niro's dad was trying to buy C- NBC. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody knew. Let's do a role play. Let's do a role play. I'll be... Um, I'll be Nikki Parker. Okay. And I'll be Professor. I'll be um, Johnny, the spurned groom. I don't know why you guys invited me to this. This is so... I'm a third wheel, always. No, Johnny. We have some We're news. thinking of making this a tricycle. You and I, we worked great, but the professor and I, we have more of a sexual chemistry, so I was thinking <laughs> that you <laughs> would satisfy my emotional needs, and the professor would lay the pipe. <laughs> and so what? I would just go with you and, and spend time with you, but then... We'd go to it Target together... When the professor impregnates me, you can take me to the do doctor's you, office. Do you want to see my hard penis to show? I can show you how fucking sick it is. <sighs> no. And why she likes it so much. This is very embarrassing, and it's humiliating for you to come in here, dude. Ask me and t- basically tell me that I'm not sexually interesting to you, and that you're not, you don't desire me sexually. You only want to like hang out with me as like a pal or something. Yeah, I like your mind. What's more yeah. important to you, your heart or your penis? I like your heart. Yeah. So you should That's be cool a compliment. It. <laughs> it doesn't feel like a compliment, Nikki. It feels Johnny, degrading. Your penis is too large, <laughs> and the professor's is more of a just right situation. <laughs> Whoa, now, wait a minute. <laughs> Whoa, oh, wait. Now you, you didn't understand. You didn't, this I was not told to you. No, I thought John had a little one. No, he's hung. It's like <laughs> huge. Yeah, uh, so a lot of times when I would get an erection, so much blood would go to the penis that I would lose consciousness. It's for your safety. <laughs> Well, we did, I did I did come up with a solution for that. What I actually do now is I, I'll actually hook up a blood IV drip <laughs> so that when I get an erection, I'll still have blood going to my brain. So it's kind of problem solved. That Yeah, but... Well, then maybe we should switch roles because the <laughs> professor, you need all the blood in your brain. You're a professor. That's a good point. And I'm actually tired of having sex with you, Monique. <laughs> well, it sounds like we've come to a wonderful compromise. I'm glad we could all go out to Applebee's together. Yeah, give me that big cock, right? That's the compromise. <laughs> uh, are you guys going to order or what's going on here? <laughs> yeah. I'm just having water, you know. Yeah. Right. Three, three waters. Three waters. <laughs> three waters. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll bring those right around for you guys. You guys want to no mask. All right. Bye. Good night, America. I'll I give, give the, the show a 9.2. <laughs> wow. E- excellent for a non-reality TV show. I give it a f- I give it a 7. seven. Yeah. Seven. I thought there was some moments of levity, but largely it's a, it's another sort of blase sitcom. It's good enough for tunnel work. But pay Monique her money. Yes, pay Monique. Good night America. Read Congo. We love you.